if if you had to list out a criteria of you know the dealers in my market the dealers in elizabeth's market are the most or one of the most forward-looking dealers if you had to put a criteria to define forward-looking what would that criteria look like for you being open to digital advertising knowing that really is the way Digital advertising is like a new pair of shoes or the hottest club on the Las Vegas Strip. It produced large amounts of data and made data look like a hot new trend. Something that everyone wanted or a place that everyone wanted to be at. Digital advertising put your business in the palms of your consumers' hands and that was attractive enough for dealer principals to begin spending money on it and spend they did. In 2002, dealer principals spent 24.8% of their annual expenses on digital advertising. Fast forward to 2020, and dealer principals spent 60.7% or $237,000 annually on digital advertising. As an entire industry, Car dealers spent $7.48 billion in 2020 digital advertising alone, according to the National Automobile Dealers Association. This financial commitment by dealer principals meant that they finally understood terms like cost per thousand, reach, impressions, and cost per lead, to name a few. Confidently then, dealer principals forged ahead knowing that the data produced from digital advertising meant they could make more sensible and practical decisions about their business. Or in their words, they were now making data-driven decisions. This is Predicting the Next Paycheck, a podcast miniseries assessing the behaviors of car dealers and their data-inspired decisions. Part 2, Vocabulary Lessons. Data science is an interdisciplinary field primarily comprised of computer science and statistics. An understanding of both of these fields is the only way to equate having working knowledge of data science, which, as stated in part one of this miniseries, data science is the framework to understand how to operationalize the analytics. Let's turn again to Elizabeth, Ian, and Michael to provide us a vocabulary lesson starting with the difference between data mining versus equity mining. What is data mining? Data mining is utilizing external and internal information to best understand what is going on in the mind and life of your customer to leverage that information to make a compelling argument for purchase. Data mining is presenting information and data points from multiple areas to drive a customer to make a purchase. 
Equity mining is refining that data and presenting it to the customer to the opportunity on what is available to them to drive them to get them to make that purchase. Equity mining is instead of being holistic, where data mining is holistic and more on a macro level, equity mining would be you looking at simply one of probably 10 different variables. So it's a much narrower, more acute view of just one thing, whether or not somebody is in an equity position versus not. It's a very limited impact sort of thing because it's limited in its view. So what are, what are the common mischaracterizations of those two then? I think that they're used often interchangeably and they're not. So if you're a lease customer within Mastermind, for example, you have eight behavior drivers, okay? Payment, equity, incentives, product, miles, warranty, ownership, and remaining payments. I just gave you eight. How many of them were equity? One. Whether or not you have equity in your car or negative equity, which one third of all people do, one third of all people have are in a negative equity position, whether they're a new car buyer or a used car buyer. So that means basically 67% of people are in a positive equity position, which is great for that 67%. But you're only looking at one facet of what may drive a customer's decision to buy or not to buy versus data mining is looking at all eight, Dennis. It's important to note that data mining is firmly rooted in data science, whereas equity mining is specific to the automotive industry. Let's move on to predictive analytics. All right, what is predictive analytics? For predictive analytics, I'd say, you know, obviously around us every day, it's the utilization of data to get an understanding of what a customer is likely to do and why. What is predictive analytics? Predictive analytics is leveraging a customer's historical buying habit and presenting them an opportunity that we see based on the algorithm is going to be the best opportunity for that person based on previous buying habits. But when I present predictive analytics, it's like, listen, your customer's leasing. More likely than not, they're probably going to lease this time again. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to present that offer to them. And if they want to change it, there are areas where we can do so. Predictive analytics, you're using everything in a set. So uh, people that are like yourself, they may have the same vehicle, same year. You're predicting based off them that you would be interested in this type of vehicle based on everybody else's decisions. What is behavior prediction? That I would say uh, the analytics may be the, the numbers to it. The behavior prediction is understanding what they're going to do, right? So I'd say the predictive analytics inform the behavior prediction. So that would be kind of like the Netflix analogy. Um, so you're watching a show, um, maybe three or four different shows that all deal with World War II. That's going to now predict and use your behaviors to further predict what you're going to watch next. Explain or describe decision intelligence. Decision intelligence would probably be... That's a philosophical life question. I guess, predict intelligence for the future? You know, to me, I think that to make an intelligent decision is to make a decision not based on emotion, but based upon the facts and the data that you have. You are 
leveraging data points or pieces of information that are relevant to the customer experience or to the opportunities experience. So whether that's, you know, leveraging equity because that's what the customer is going to be interested in, mentioning lower payment because that's what's going to drive the customer to convert, presenting relevant pieces of information to the opportunity for them to make an intelligent decision. This last concept was a bit underplayed when I asked Elizabeth, Ian, and Michael to describe decision intelligence, because decision intelligence is actually a very big deal. Decision intelligence is the discipline of turning information into better actions at scale. Decision intelligence brings together data science, social science, and managerial science into a unified field that helps people use data to improve their lives, their businesses, and the world around them. This is a definition supplied by Google Chief Decision Scientist, Cassie Kozarikov, and it provides a better framework to operationalize the analytics. Because to operationalize the analytics requires making human decisions. And the goal of making human decisions is to be data-driven. Consider this example of a misstep of being data-driven. If a dealer principal reviews a quarterly profit-loss statement and says, well, our advertising expense increased by 20% and we sold 30 more cars as a result. I want to increase the amount of cars sold by 10 for the next quarter, so I should increase my advertising expense to 26%. This is often the thinking apply to justify making a data-driven decision. The dealer principal looked at the data and made a decision based off of the data. This is a common misstep of being data-driven. To simply accept the data without any context or foundation, then make decisions based off of this data, this is better described as being data-inspired. Because upon closer look, a dealer principal didn't stop to think and ask, what is the correlation between the advertising expense to cars sold? Was there any seasonality that caused the advertising expense to be what it was? The analytics are forcing good questions to be asked. The analytics may serve as supporting evidence or the analytics may disprove the question being asked. When the analytics are supporting evidence to the question at hand, then as decisions are made based off of those analytics, then the data is driving those decisions. And hence, now this is being data-driven. So in a way, decision intelligence is the, uh, the umbrella over behavior analytics, predictive Thanks. analytics. You're taking all of that and combining it into decision intelligence. I tend to think more simply that a lot of addiction is simply lost connection. So you combine this idea that you're struggling with depression, anxiety, uh, you might have stalled somewhere, trauma, you're already emotionally distressed. Business class listeners, thanks for tuning in to this podcast mini series. You know, there's something else that I've been thinking very deeply about, and it's now turned into an observation. This pandemic has affected us all greatly in some way, shape, or form. 
and I'm noticing that there are still some unknown effects of this pandemic. One way that I'm seeing this unknown play out is in our minds and in our behavior. The next mini-series for Wisco Weekly will explore addiction. Often, addiction is associated with the 1980s Ronald Reagan days of drug use. This is your brain. This is drugs. This is your brain on drugs. However, in social media and in this digitized world of information technology, addiction is playing out differently. Join me and Dr. Timothy Fong, addiction medicine specialist and clinical professor of psychiatry at UCLA in seeing how addiction has evolved from drug use to online gambling. Our understanding of addiction is really all wrong and it's not about uh, people finding drugs that turn them into zombies and they lose self-control. It's really us as humans losing connection. Stay tuned and subscribe and follow Wisco Weekly. Now that some data science terms have been introduced, I wanted to get a beat on the streets for how dealer principals understand some of this stuff. When assessing the heartbeat and intellect of dealer principals in a given year, Ian, Elizabeth, and Michael collectively visit or talk to thousands of dealers. I polled each of them to better understand the level of knowledge that dealer principals have with regards to particular data science concepts. So this first section of the pop quiz, I want you to rate between one and 10, one being very low level knowledge, 10 being very high level knowledge. I'm going to state a bunch of concepts and I want you to tell me how you think dealers rate on their understanding of these concepts. So the first one is equity mining. I think today probably it's gotta be an eight. Seven. Equity mining, I would say eight, eight and a half. Artificial intelligence. Three, two, six. Artificial intelligence. Oh, two, <laughs> very, very low. Machine learning. Three, two, five. So I would say four. Regression analysis. <laughs> One. Three. Regression analysis. Six. Six to seven range. Statistics. Probably seven. I mean, that's kind of in their world. They have to understand trends and what's going on, cyclical nature of things. I would say so. Nine. I would say seven um, because they're, they're used to reading the reports, the statistics on from all of their vendors. Correlation versus causation. That's a good one. I think the dealers that I've been fortunate to work with personally are certainly very smart and engaged and they think deeper about things. Um, I would say maybe a, a seven. Correlation versus causation. Five. Uh, I would say five. Statistics is one half of the interdisciplinary field of data science. And in this area, 
dealer principals are obviously well-versed. The other half of data science, comprising of computer science, obviously won't be the specialty of dealer principles. However, it is computer science that makes data and analytics make sense. It's computer science that applies the scientific process to run experiments to show the relationship, if any, between data and analytics. And why is this important to know? Because knowing how data science works is the qualifier to learning the discipline of decision intelligence. In our final episode of this mini-series, uh, this store kind of had every everything against them when they first bought the store. You know, they're not sort of getting a customer portfolio that was very loyal to them because there are so many Audi stores in the area. Um, and they went through a remodel. They worked through the remodel completely. And they didn't kind of slow down at all. Now that we know the difference between being data-driven and data-inspired, it's time to learn how to begin applying decision intelligence. When applying decision intelligence to your business, it's best to apply the methodology of the global finance market. Tune in to part three coming up next. This podcast miniseries is brought to you by Automotive Mastermind. Automotive Mastermind is a leading provider of predictive analytics and marketing automation solutions for the automotive industry. The company's sales and marketing platform called Mastermind empowers dealers to close more deals by predicting future buyers and consistently marketing to them. Mastermind generates success in a dealership's loyalty, service, and conquest portfolios through a combination of turnkey predictive analytics, proactive marketing, and dedicated consultative services. Visit AutomotiveMastermind.com to learn more. This podcast miniseries is a production of Wisco Weekly. Sound design and theme music by Chris Skipper. Contributors, Rana Akaya Meyer and Nikki Little. Artists featured in this miniseries include Charles Ross Ryan, Benjamin Mark Tatlow, Afir Gruber, Yezhekel Raz, Raz Berg, Aviv Meshulum, Sean Fisher, Tammuz Dekel, Yaren Primak, and Dor Resnick. <laughs>